Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Any Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love. All right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. There was one attack on Saturday, um, February the 3rd. That was two rockets that were fired at MSS Euphrates in Syria uh, with no injuries or damage reported. Uh, And then I'm aware of one yesterday, February 4th. This was a a one-way attack drone that landed several kilometers from MSS uh, Green Village, um, also in Syria, again, no reported U.S. injuries or damage to those facilities. The Department of Defense Press Secretary Patrick Ryder talking about the rocket and drone attacks against the United States bases in Syria. And, you know, I'm watching this weekend as alerts are coming through my phone. We're attacking. We're, you know, sending off missiles to here and there and everywhere. And generally, my rule of thumb is to check into the actual live coverage of the news and to see if we're covering it on a play-by-play basis. Or if I tune in and we're bickering over some politics that have nothing to do with it, I ask myself, okay, maybe we haven't reached this threshold of conflict quite yet. But that's where I am. I'm looking to see how serious is this. And the place that I am fortunate to get to go and grateful to bring to you, to the Andy Fry Show audience, is Jim Carafano, who's a senior counselor to the president and E.W. Richardson Fellow for International Engagement at the Heritage Foundation. Jim, welcome back to the show. You know, when people say senior counselor to the president, they don't think Biden, right? <laughs> it's <laughs> I mean, your fault. They know it's like the president of Heritage. <laughs> because if I, was, if I was a senior counselor to the president of the United States, you know, I would be like, blow, I would be blowing my brains out right now. Uh, it, it, I mean, let me. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sidestep the question that I just asked you and play this. He just said this from the Every White House. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his <laughs> MAGA Republican friends. You got anything to say to that senior counselor to a president? 
<laughs> no, I mean, we have just gone beyond parody, right? I mean, literally, it's like they don't even bother anymore. It, it's you know what it's like. It's like a guy who, like a comedian, who makes who doesn't actually worry about whether anybody laughs at his jokes. It's mm. like, give me a joke writer, and the jokes don't have to be funny. I'll, I don't even care anymore. Yeah. I, so there's one or two things going on here. One is either they've created such a, you know, a force field, around, you know, like the Romulans, such a force field around them that they can't actually, that they don't know what's going on, and they actually are completely self-delusional, or... They just believe I have the media in my pocket. I have the judges in my pocket. You know, I, nothing, nothing can dethrone me. And they can, this, you know, talk like this, you know, seriously, you know, Stalin, Stalin used to talk like this, that there is no accountability for me in public. So literally I could say day and night is night is day and nobody can contradict me. That's what's going on. I mean, it's really, you're going to blame Donald Trump. The guy that secured the border for four years and, and, and had a trickle compared to what you have now, not, and, and you're going to blame Donald Trump for coming in, reversing all his policies and having a flood that's bigger you know, than the parting of the Red Sea, and you're going to say it's all Donald Trump's fault, and you're going to say that with a straight face? Really? Yeah, it's absurd. Jim Kirifano with us right now. I'm, I'm wondering if this open border will be Joe Biden's legacy. Um, I, I do, I think that this is, uh, the equivalent, you know, to, to Jimmy Carter's policies that sunk his own presidency, that the, that border immigration is the signature policy that destroys the credibility of the, the Biden administration. You know, we've talked about on foreign, you know, most people on foreign policy, they just elect somebody to do better, right? They, they don't want a 27 point plan on how you're going to win the war and whatever, they just you're going to do better. It's like when you hire a new football coach, right? Nobody asks a new football coach, okay, what are you going to, what kind of plays? Are you, they just say you're going to do better than the old guy. You're going to get a better record, right? And I and I think that's what we're what we're looking for here. I mean, we look at the disaster in the Middle East, which is a disaster. Um, we look at a strategic stalemate in Europe, which we want to make sure tips in the right direction. Uh, we look at containing China, which remains aggressive despite the fact that their their own economy is beginning to sputter. Um, you look at Iran that's running wild in the Middle East, and all we want is a president that promises to do better. Because all, the only thing I can guarantee you about Joe Biden is he cannot solve these problems. Right. And the reason I can say that is because he he has had three years. Not only has he not solved any foreign policy problems in three years, he's created a bunch of them, including the 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 border disaster. I got to tell you this: so this is really true because this is the big thing in D.C. now. So they have this border deal, right? Mm-hmm. The border deal is a bigger disaster than the border crisis. How? Because the border deal actually takes what's going on at the border and it institutionalizes it in a way not just that Biden can continue to do it, but that he can prevent a future president from actually going back and securing the border. So that bill is a greater threat than just letting kind of Biden run wild at the borders. Now, to be fair... You know, it's it's one of these things, be careful what you ask for. Remember, I, I think this notion that, well, you know, we have a situation where Biden wants money for Israel and Ukraine. So we're going to say, oh, well, you have to do something at the border. Right. It's kind of this tricky linkage thing. But the, 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 
linkage can get very tricky. So now Biden does something at the border, right? And it's worse than what was going on. And now, even though it's a horrible, terrible thing, you have to worry that, oh, my God, we might actually wind up with a border deal that would make the the border worse. Um, It's so it's not, you know. Yeah, Yeah. I actually I think what what they should have done is they just should have said, okay, it's H.R. two or nothing. Right. Because H.R. two is the draft bill that's in the House. Which, by the way, is not the world's greatest bill. There's a lot of stuff in HR2 that was, I, I think, watered down. But at least it, it's a, a solid bill to secure the border, all for it. Um, and they should have said nothing less than this, right? And this, the idea of a border, the, the, the idea of a, a conversation on a border deal should have never gotten started. Asking Biden to a conversation about, let's, let's come up with a border deal, is like you know, asking Hannibal Lecter to make lunch for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Jim Carifano with us right now, um, talking about the conversation that Joe Biden just delivered from the White House, where he did say if there's if the only reason the border won't be secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. I, I do want to take it back to what we've seen across um, the ocean, the attacks coming from the United States back uh, on those uh in Syria, everything that's going on over there, I'm looking at this and I don't know the magnitude of the response. I'm hearing that we're doing a lot of alerting to make sure that what we that we get to say that we responded without actually doing any damage. What do you make about America's response to the pervasive Iran attacks that have happened on us? Well, it's completely predictable because they're exactly the same things that Obama would have done. Uh, and which, if you remember under Obama, you know, we were so restrained uh, in our responses, so tepid and that we wind up with ISIS, which r- nearly ran over the entire Middle East. And then what did what did Obama did? The response is always the same. It's what is the minimum I can do to get by? You know, it's like the kid that like, what is the minimum I can study and pass and get through high school? Mm-hmm. It's not how I become valedictorian, right? What is the minimum I can do? And of course, the problem with that is um, everybody knows that you're shooting for the minimum. And then that's the way they, they treat you. So um, it, it's already failed. The, the idea of deterring and stopping Iran from being more dangerous in the region has failed. And it will continue to fail as long as we predictably are saying, well, we want to do the minimum we can to get them to stop. Because you know what? But the, the enemy's response will always be, well, I'll do a little more than that. And then maybe you won't do anything. And you know, it will be right back where we started, which is exactly where we are now. We're speaking with Jim Carafano with the Heritage Foundation, our expert guest on all things national security and, and foreign policy. I, in my mind, I imagine the ship has gone down, the lifeboats have been filled, we're <laughs> in the middle of the water, and you, we've thought to ourselves, we could swim to shore. Nope, can't swim to shore. Can't do that by ourselves. We need to wait for help. Can we tread water, hold our breath, as long as we need to on the foreign stage and uh, here domestically with the southern border until the administration potentially changes after an election? My answer is, yeah, probably. First of all, like I said, I don't think as bad as as aggressive as Iran and Russia and China, none of them want a war with us. Right. So so we have that in our favor. Nobody wants to, you know, they just want to take advantage of us Um, on the border thing is it look at we've seen very clearly there's not going to be any kind of relief from Washington that makes this better. And the states will do what they can and they'll have this running battle. But it's the only time it's going to change is when you change the 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 president um and it's completely fixable it's absolutely completely fixable 
because all you got to do is just go back to doing what you're doing before. And, uh, and it's, and it's, and this to me is really, really crucial. Is We have to fix this because what's happening is every path for illegal migration in the world is rerouting to the United States, Africa, Asia, um, the Middle East. We could have a half a billion people walk through that border. So if you just, you know, it's like if you just keep smoking, eventually it's going to metastasize and you're going to die of cancer. Mm-hmm. If we leave these illegal networks in place, eventually they'll become unbreakable and unalterable, and we will become a minority in our own country. And this is not a joke, and it's not a you know a conspiracy theory, and it's not some scary thing. You know, it is the opposite of Joe Biden saying, "Oh, it's all the fault." You know. It's like there's a monster under your bed. No, no, it's there's a MAGA Republican under your bed. This is not a scare thing. This is just a reality. If if we let this go, we will lose control of this country. You see the red hat peeking just, out, trying to grab your foot when it's sticking out from underneath the covers. Right, it's right. absurd. Uh, last question before I let you go, because when I hear about the southern border and the people who are coming here, the numbers, I want you to speak directly to something that I think a lot of people are they're they're saying something, but they're not saying it all the way. And I want to see if you're willing to say it all the way or if it's just kind of hyperbole and and scare tactics, monsters under your bed. I keep hearing about all of the 18 to 25 year old single male military aged individuals who are coming across the southern border. And then and then reporters or, or, or pundits say something like, what's that about? Jim, what's that about? Well, it's, I think it's unlikely that they're going to form up into battalions, you know, and storm the Texas State House. But could there be many bad actors in there? And this is a perfect way to infiltrate the United States. The answer is absolutely. Um, can there be a lot of people who are not here for the right reasons and who don't mean, you know, you know for, so, for example, we now have a Venezuelan gang problem in the United States. We have, a, we have a growing Venezuelan gang that's every bit as powerful as any transnational gang. And they are setting up shop all over America. That that just metastasized in the last year. So um, yeah, we don't need. We, look, I mean, the reality is, is only bad thing. Only bad things happen. It's like if you're a parent, and you go away for the weekend, and you said, "Hey, kids, you and anybody in your high school that wants to come over our house and do whatever they want, that's cool, right?" then you don't expect to come home on Monday and find your house still standing. This is what's going on here. So, I mean, it doesn't matter which scary scenario you want to paint. They're all feasible because we've literally, we've literally opened the door to Fort Knox and we've told, and when we told people the door to Fort Knox is open, please do not steal our gold. Yeah. If we still have gold at Fort Knox, I don't even know if they do or not. <laughs> it's another conversation. <laughs> Jim Carafano, we appreciate you. Thank you for being with us and uh, for setting us straight on uh, all, all of the issues that are facing us each week. We appreciate you very much. Thanks, Ryan. Bye. Bye-bye. Senior counselor to the president at the Heritage Foundation, <laughs> E.W. Richardson Fellow for International Engagement. Yeah, I love how he's worried that I'm employ that I'm implying to you that he might be counseling Joe Biden. <laughs> it's like, do not put me in that same conversation. No, that's not what we're implying. I wish he were. I wish Joe Biden would listen to him. Uh, but we're talking about the Heritage Foundation. Let's take a quick break. We moved Congresswoman Mary Miller back an hour because we did take the president of the United States who was speaking about this border bill. And he made it very clear. This is what he said. And when we come back, Congresswoman Mary Miller will respond. Don't go away. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. A little Toby Keith for you today. Whiskey Girl, I love that song. A really good cha-cha dance if you are a country line dancer. Um, sad to see that he passed away today. They made the announcement he passed away at 62 years old. Um, so good to hear his voice on this show today. I want to play this clip one more time. I can't believe it. And every time I hear it, I can't believe it more. But before we get to Congresswoman Mary Miller, listen to this from today. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. Well, I have a feeling that Congresswoman Mary Miller might be one of Donald Trump's MAGA Republican friends. And I want to know, Congresswoman, why is it that you don't want the border to be closed? How do you like that? Good afternoon, Annie. <laughs> yes, for three years, Biden has said the border is closed. And today he tries to blame it on Donald Trump. I don't trust a single word he says. He is a liar. He's lying to the American people. 12 million foreign nationals have walked across the border because his first day, on his first day, he used executive orders to reverse everything that pres- all the policies President Trump had put in place to secure the border. Yeah, it's it's so true. And, and, you know, Brad, my producer, made this point a little bit earlier in the show where you can see where when when Joe Biden came into office and signed 94 executive orders undoing everything Donald Trump did, then the numbers, the numbers are on paper. They're they're facts. They're not feelings. They're facts. And we can see that since Joe Biden has been the president, we have had an enormous crisis that they won't even they won't even go look at. They won't even visualize the way many other people in Congress have done. I myself have been to the border and been able to take it in. The The problem is beyond a crisis. They won't even call it that. And now all of a sudden it's a political advantage in Joe Biden's mind to say this is Donald Trump's fault. Will the American people buy what Donald Trump is selling here, saying if the border's open, it's on Trump? Absolutely. This is an advantage for President Trump uh, quote, Joe Biden just said the American people want solution, and the solution is to let Donald Trump get him back in, uh, allow him to put those policies that were working uh, back back in and secure our border. Um, you know, Biden has incentivized and facilitated this invasion. 
He also said the world is waiting and watching. And I want to say, yes, the world is watching, and they are mocking our weak and deceitful leader, Joe Biden, the crisis creator. Then, then he went on to say, I work for the American people. Are you kidding me? On day one, look at what he did with executive orders to dismantle these policies to secure our border. And the other thing I cannot get over is that he dismantled our American energy independence. He is a nightmare for the, for our country. Yeah, he has been. And, you know, he's he's appointed people also to take care of these particular parts of our nation's sovereignty that that haven't been doing the job. And the DHS secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, is one of those people who has been derelict in duty. And the House, which you are a member of the House of Representatives, has advanced the impeachment articles on Mayorkas. Tell me why the House has chosen to do this and where you, Congresswoman Mary Miller, stand. Yeah, well, Mayorkas, I belong to the um, Border Security Caucus, and Mayorkas looked me square in the eye and said that the border is secure. He is also a liar and a deceiver. He has violated his oath of office. He has willfully refused to uphold our immigration and border security laws, and he has violated public trust, knowingly facilitating this invasion. What is the timeline right now for the actual potential impeachment for Mayorkas? Well, right now, um, we're planning on this week. Do you do you expect well, to have the well, votes for the, the the Republicans think they'll have the votes? Any Democrats going to cross over and, and vote to impeach Mayorkas? Well, we better have the votes. I don't know. I can't imagine any Republican voting against impeaching him. We have to impeach him. If we don't impeach him, this is going to lead to tyranny if this is allowed. Mm. He has abused his power and position to implement policy that violates our laws. So Congresswoman Mary Miller joining us right now. She represents Illinois' 15th district in the House of Representatives. It's, it's interesting to me that you hear Donald Trump or excuse me, Joe Biden say at the beginning when I played that sound for you, he's, this is from the White House today, that if the border continues to remain open, it's it's Donald Trump's fault. But then you're telling me that the DHS secretary is saying that the border is closed right now. Which how, how do they reconcile these two different positions based on what's politically expedient for the people who are saying them with the American people who are experiencing an open border crisis no matter where they live in this country? OK, well, Joe Biden said that the border has been secure for for three years. He's been saying the border is secure until this week, but they have been counting on Americans to deny reality. I don't care if it's having to do with the, uh, what is a woman or whatever they, they are, they are counting on Americans to deny reality and Americans are waking up to the reality that the border is wide open. And this is the massive invasion of our country by, um, foreign nationals from hostile countries. It, it's, it's unbelievable. I've been down there multiple times. I've been down there with president Trump and, um, you know, just, What's happening in Illinois, we're a sanctuary state, what's happening in Chicago, they are like abusing the, the people that live in these cities, turning their schools and their rec centers in, and their airport, O'Hare Airport, mm. into tent cities to house these people. American people aren't going to deny reality. They know the border is open and we are being invaded. And the worst thing about it is they're forcing taxpayers to pay for it.
Yeah, it's absurd. I'm looking right now at a map of Illinois' 15th congressional district. And uh, for our friends in Missouri and, and anyone else listening, if you want to look at gerrymandering, just go ahead and Google the Illinois 15th <laughs> congressional. There's this one little finger that goes through it, which is the district that I live in, uh, the Illinois 13. But I'm, I'm looking, you're mostly through central Illinois. You go all the way up almost to the Quad Cities and... and I'm wondering, you know, you're not anywhere near the southern border here. How has your district, Illinois 15th, been impacted specifically by our open border policies down south? Well, fentanyl and drugs is flowing through our entire country and people don't feel safe. And I can tell you there's rumors of Pritzker wanting to move these busloads of migrants all over the state. They're looking for soft spots to put them. And I'm trying to tell people, get policies in place. You're not going to offer services. You're not going to allow loitering. And we have to push back. And I just think that, you know, I'm a mom and a grandma, and anybody that has a heart has to just be grieving over the human trafficking that is going on. And I, uh, I this is unbelievable, but the Biden policy is actually paying illegal adults to sponsor illegal minor children that they aren't even related to. (laughs) I mean, this is mass child trafficking that's going on, and Joe Biden is directly responsible for this. We're speaking with Congresswoman Mary Miller, representing Illinois' 15th district. You can find her online at marymiller.house.gov. Congresswoman, I want to know what you think about the Senate border bill. It's a bipartisan bill. Um, I know that the House Republicans have passed H.R. 2. That's sitting idly on Chuck Schumer's desk right now, as I understand it. They've tried to put together with Senator Lankford from Oklahoma something that is bipartisan to get the conversation started. What do you think about what the Senate has put together to solve this border problem? Well, the bill is not about securing our border. It's it's about amnesty. But I would like to kind of say I believe we have a victory. I don't. I think it looks like it's going to be defeated. You, you don't think it's there's you don't think it's going to pass. You don't think you'll get a chance no. to vote on it. No. What what is I it mean, that yes. gives you that confidence? Uh, just talking to senators and you know other members here. Okay. Well, that's that's good intel. We appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. We look forward. Yeah, to seeing... I don't expect it to even come to the House floor. Mm. Okay. Well, we will watch and see. It doesn't look like there's a lot of confidence on a broad scale for it. But of course, Joe Biden, it seems to me that Joe Biden has a lot to politically gain if it doesn't pass. So I think he's kind of pushing that issue a little extra hard. Congresswoman Mary Miller, we appreciate you being with us. We look forward to seeing what happens with uh, the DHS Secretary Mayorkas and hope that you continue to hold the feet to the fire of those people who are supposed to represent us and protect us with that sovereign border where they are completely not uh, following up with their responsibility. Yeah, this is this is easy. You are not a country if you don't have borders. And the number one role of the government is to protect the people. This is outrageous. It is. Thank you so much, Congresswoman. Great mm-hmm. to have you here on the show. You're welcome. Take care. You as well. Bye-bye. She is with the Illinois 15th District uh, Delegation Representation in the House of Representatives, Congresswoman Mary Miller. Let's take a quick break. More any fries when we come back. I'm going to mention the YouTube live chat poll, which the last time I checked, it was it was very, very close Your vote in the YouTube live chat poll today could be the one who is the deciding factor in which way it tips. Do you support any scenario where the U.S. aids funding in Ukraine? Yes or no? 
We'll be right back. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Is a very important issue for uh, Donald Trump, uh, and the fact that he would communicate to uh, Republican senators and Congress people that he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame uh, Biden for it is uh, is really appalling. But the but the reality is that that uh, we have a crisis at the border. The American people are suffering as a result of uh, what's happening at the border. Uh, and someone running for president ought to try and get the, uh, you know, the problem solved as opposed to saying, hey, save that problem. Don't solve it. Uh, let me take credit for solving it later. So he's saying that Mitt Romney there, of course, who I think would be a yes on today's YouTube live chat poll. We'll get to that in a second. He's saying uh, that the reason why he that why Donald Trump is trying to tell people not to pass this bill is just because it would be politically expedient for him come the election time. And then you have the other guy running for reelection. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. That doesn't even secure the The bill doesn't even secure the border. Oh, my gosh. This guy, this man. Come on, man. I can't handle it. The YouTube live chat poll for today is do you support any scenario where the U.S. aids in funding Ukraine? Yes or no? Because everyone's talking about the border portion of this bipartisan bill in the Senate. But this bill also includes funding for Israel and it also includes funding for Ukraine. Nobody's talking about that because the border part is atrocious. And it's from what I understand, a non-starter. We just spoke with Congresswoman Mary Miller. She says it's a non-starter as well. Um, Brad, you first, YouTube live chat poll. Do you support any scenario where the U.S. aids in funding Ukraine? Yes. I'm a yes on this. There is a scenario. I am not for willy-nilly throwing pallets of cash at Ukraine. I'm not for that. That's funny because Ryan was saying before how much he was yeah, for he wants... willy-nilly pallets of cash. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yes, I said that exactly. You were talking but... about towards him, though. Uh, yeah, I wasn't talking about Ukraine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just land that C-130 in my driveway and unload the I love the pallets. pallets of cash, you guys. Bring them this way. But I, I think that there is something to this in, in helping Ukraine defend its borders. I don't like what Russia did. I think what Russia did was unjust. I do think that um, Ukraine is a deeply flawed country, but so is Russia. I don't know that there's a good guy and a bad guy here outside of the fact that Russia is invading Ukrainian territory. I don't buy all the hype about this is a literal threat to democracy because I don't see Ukraine as a super great example of democracy. So there's a lot of that, but I don't want people just to get run over and taken in and, and... like some of the st- stories that came out where Russia was deporting, they were taking Ukrainians and spreading them out through Russia and removing them from their homelands. I'm not, I don't like that. So I think that if you want to defend Ukraine, if you want to help uh, Ukraine defend itself, you can do things where you donate old equipment and that sort of thing. Or I, I've been arguing with this on the chat, some sort of lend lease where we have an ex- expectation of repayment for assisting Ukraine in this. But I don't like the idea of here. Here's the money. No oversight whatsoever. So there is a scenario. It's just a lot smaller than what is currently being proposed. Brian, 
Right now, no. Uh, I would have said at some point there was a scenario, but under the current administration, I don't trust that they know how to do anything with that money. So I would say at the moment, there is not a scenario that I would say, yeah, that'll work because the people in charge don't know what they're doing. What if there were different people in charge? Then then yes, which I guess you're, There's you're, a scenario. you're trying to create a scenario, and so <laughs> I would say yes. Um, but I think we're, we're talking about this year, and that's not going to happen this year. We're, we're talking, talking about, about this budget. We're talking about the conflict in Ukraine and Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and if the American tax dollar should have any part in what is being done in Ukraine to defend itself. Okay. With that in mind, I will say yes. But it has got to be mm-hmm. so much smarter mm-hmm. than it's been and so much more deliberate with what they're trying yes. to accomplish with it. Uh, and we've just passed that point. So I, I guess, yes, there is a scenario. And yes, when you explain it that way. Yeah, that's that's, that's the way I would say yes, too. I... If you've ever looked at all the places that get American taxpayer dollars, there are a lot. There are a yeah. lot. There's a lot of money being spent around the world that I would reallocate to Ukraine. This is a good point. Should Ukraine actually use it for purposes that were known to the people who they're taking the money from? It is absurd. I mean, it is a dereliction of duty on the American government part that we would send money over there without like an itemization or. Uh, a, a proof of use or something yeah. like that, that that we're just sending it over there i th- this is kind of like you know that what is that meme or gif from where the guy's standing in front of the whiteboard and there are strings attached to everything and, and they're like <laughs> it's you know, always sunny equations. In i don't know what that's from yeah. but i've seen it so many times there's like equations that are flowing towards the camera and everything it can't be lost on the american taxpayer do we, do, do we remember why Donald Trump was impeached the first time? If you ask Donald Trump, it's because he made a perfect phone call. That's the phrase that a lot of people remember from the first impeachment. The second impeachment of Donald Trump was from January 6th. That happened after he had lost the election, right before, um, right before Joe Biden was inaugurated. So that was at the end. The first impeachment was because, if you ask Donald Trump, he made a perfect phone call. Who was that phone call with? Do you remember? Zelensky. Who is Zelensky? He's a, a, a reality television star who now runs Ukraine. What was he talking to Zelensky about? He was talking to Zelensky. Zelensky wanted defense mechanisms to protect Ukraine. From what? I don't know. Probably Russia. Zelensky wanted that. What did Donald Trump want? Donald Trump wanted cooperation in investigations that had to do with the Biden family. Because there were questions the American government was already investigating, and we know this because Chuck Grassley and the other senator, it's not Lindsey Graham, is it? Who is the other senator who was with Grassley? I know Chuck Grassley is one of them. Were investigating, they were aware of investigations into the Biden family, specifically Hunter Biden, and the potential connection that Hunter Biden had to his father from very happenstance positions of high impression that Hunter Biden had in Ukraine on an energy board called Burisma that he had no experience with whatsoever and 
the absolute on the timeline juxtaposition of Joe Biden as the vice president of the United States going over to Ukraine and affecting who's getting fired and what they're getting fired for demanding it. And when Joe Biden was over there, he was saying, if you don't do this, if you don't fire this prosecutor, whoever it was, he's going to hold up the aid. And he, he says he brags his arrogant self brags in front on a panel. This is how sloppy this guy is. He says that if you don't do what I'm saying, we're going to withhold this aid. And that's the famous line from from President Biden. He goes, son of a bee. And he got what he wanted. So you're telling me that Joe Biden had American aid on hold on a demand that somebody get fired. He used that in Ukraine to get what he wanted and then release the aid. Fast forward to where Donald Trump, the president of the United States, is having a conversation with the president of Ukraine. And he's saying he never says, I'm not going to give you the aid. And in fact, the, the aid wasn't delayed. That's an important part of this this equation here to to support Ukraine. He's telling Zelensky, we would like your cooperation because we're looking into this stuff. Investigations that had already been open within the United States Justice Department. It's not like Donald Trump was needling around and trying to start something. It was already in existence because Hunter Biden is a super shady dude. This just in. They wanted to know what kind of relationship existed between Hunter Biden being on a board he had no business being on with having great influence and potentially uh, income from these people in Ukraine and what kind of relationship that might have had with the vice president then of the United States of America. I think that that's a worthy cause. I think it's a worthy uh, conversation. Was it a perfect phone call? I don't think it was imperfect. And they impeached Donald Trump over that. Do you know? Do you remember what they kept saying? In the impeachment, that no one is above the law. And the second thing they kept saying is that Donald Trump was trying to dig up dig up dirt on a political opponent. Joe Biden was not the nominee then. Joe Biden was not the heir apparent then. But they said that it was inappropriate for Donald Trump to be having that conversation with Zelensky in Ukraine because what he was sniffing around, according to the Democrats in the House, was the idea that his political opponent fill in the blank. I would never even got there. And the entire Justice Department is prosecuting the political opponent of Joe Biden in every jurisdiction they could possibly squeeze out an indictment. You are being so played, so played by the people who have won the elections before and the bureaucrats who have supported this system. You are being so played right now. It should be infuriating to you. I don't even care if you hate Donald Trump. You should know the kind of power and the kind of authority that the people who are running the show right now, who I don't even think we know them by name, the people who are running the show in Washington, D.C. right now, what they are willing to do to you to keep power where they have it, to keep the status quo, you should be disgusted. And if you want to blow that whole thing apart, the only avenue is through Donald Trump. There's a scenario where funding Ukraine makes a lot of sense to deplete resources that Russia might have. I think that there is... A conversation where you can have that. I just don't think we operate like that in anything. When we're sending, when we're sending money to third world countries in Central America to help them for whatever it is they're helping, and the people are flooding from South America through Central America into our country, like 
cut. If, if you want to talk about cutting Adolf, I know that Ukraine is the super political one. Like I've seen people who are lefties on our YouTube chat and they're there every day. And I appreciate every single one of you and all of your support for our algorithm. But when you see all of the lefties who are out there talking about how how patriotic it is to support Ukraine and they're like leaning heavily on the idea that if you support Ukraine, you're doing the right patriotic thing. And uh-uh. ain't it. The way Americans, the way American government spends tax dollars right now, your hard-earned money that you're not putting in a diaper on your baby's bottom, that you are not investing in your own future so that you don't have to rely on Social Security that might not be there when the time comes for you to retire. Every single tax dollar that doesn't go into your checking account, onto your table for dinner, whatever it might be, and is being shipped off to some foreign country for who knows what, and they don't respect us back, that's America first. That's what Donald Trump started saying. You want our money? You better earn it. It's not endless. Money doesn't grow on trees. We can't just print money over and over and over again, you would like to think. So I kind of feel like the Ukraine thing is, it's just, it turns into a political conversation when sensibly, the amount of money that we give out, American taxpayer dollars that we give out, there's a lot of reasons to invest in money that could pay you back in keeping American soldiers home. Yeah, and Trump actually campaigned on pulling a lot of that, that foreign aid back. And then once he got into office, he realized he could use it as leverage to get what he wanted out of a lot of those countries. Well, and he did it. That's why he campaigned on it. Yeah. And, and, and that's exactly what he did. I mean, that's how he actually stemmed some of the tide of migration from Central America and from Mexico is through using that threat that, hey, we'll pull back your aid. Well, and the thing about threats are they don't work if people don't believe you'll follow through on them. And he would follow through on them every single time. Well, we want to know what you think. Um, we've got 232 votes on the YouTube live chat poll right now, and uh, it is absolutely swayable, yes or no. Do you support any scenario where the U.S. aids in funding Ukraine, yes or no? Get there on the Fry YouTube channel and vote. Leave a comment and tell us what you think. I'll read a few of them, maybe one of them right now. Russell said, I voted no. Too much corruption and there's no oversight on the money we've sent previously. We need to fix our country border crime, VA system, homelessness, etc. America first for once. Russell, well said. What do you think? Fry YouTube channel. We'll be right back. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 